Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hill, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Rawls, New Mexico. I'm Marie Manning. What an honor it is to have you join us today. Our goal at Living Your Dash is to better help you connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Let's join Rick and Sean with this week's podcast. Well, thank you, Marie, and thank you, everyone, for joining us on today's Living Your Dash. Uh, wow, Rick, welcome to 2024. It is here, whether yeah. we are ready or not. Happy New Year to our listeners. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was at my small group last night, and I happened to accidentally say 2023. And, and I'll keep doing that on checks and, and letters and things like that. So if you get something from me like that, that's why. So it, it takes about three months for it to finally settle in. I'm the same way. So anyway, well, Rick, you started a brand new series uh, for 2024, kicked it off with this thing called the Red Letter Challenge. What are Red Letter Bibles and why is this series so important to you? But Sean, my very first Bible that my parents gave me when I was just a child, it was a King James Version. Wow. And, but it was a Red Letter Edition. And, and what they have done is they, they go in and every time Jesus speaks, instead of using black ink, they use red ink. Hmm. And so this series is based on the idea and the premise that the words of Jesus, those red letters in your Bible, yeah. they do no good as long as they're on the page. Yeah. They have to come off the page into our hearts and we have to live them out. So in this series, we're going to be looking at some of the key words and teachings of Jesus. And in the small group curriculum that we're going to be using in our small groups, they call them five targets. Hmm. And we want to make sure that people are shooting at these five targets. And what they've done, and I love what they have done in this series, is focused in on five categories where Jesus speaks quite often uh, and in very practical ways. They, they are uh, being. What does it mean to be in a relationship with mm. Jesus Christ? Forgiving. How important is that? Serving, giving, and going. So each week in this series, we're going to focus in on one of those categories, one of those targets. Now, why is this series so important to me? Sean, I don't want people to miss the target. Yeah. I mean, Jesus laid out and said, here here are the targets you need to hit in your life if you want to live the abundant life, if you want to be successful, if you want, to quote the old philosophers, if you want to flourish, mm. to truly find peace and joy and, and fulfillment and purpose in your life, don't miss these five targets. Otherwise, you'll go through life and, and you'll, you'll hit targets. Yeah. They'll just be the wrong targets. Yeah. Rick, what's the matter with um, with hitting the targets of? Because I'm thinking, we we live in the United States and in, in the richest, and we've been this way for for quite a while. We're the richest nation in the world, perhaps maybe even could be argued in history. Uh, every citizen, um, we enjoy a certain amount of of great wealth, if not philosophically, certainly uh, materialistically. I mean, is there? Is there anything wrong with having, say, um, uh, wealth instead of abundance? Isn't there? Some, is there anything wrong with with having uh, pleasure rather than flourishing? I mean, are those necessarily um, an antithetical to each other? Well, think about. Let, let's say you go at target practice, okay, you know, and you and you you have 
some very nice guns uh -huh. and very expensive, some of the best guns ever made. And so you go out for target practice and you hit the bullseye. The problem is, Sean, you, you're cross, what's called cross-targeting. You, you shoot at a target, but it's the wrong target. Yeah. Now, you've got, the problem is not you don't have enough resources. You've got the best guns in the world. Yeah. People in America have great wealth, great resources available to them, yeah. great options available to them, and they can, they can hit the bullseye all day long. But if they're aiming at the wrong target, yeah. that's what this series is all, all about. Make sure that you're hitting the bullseye, but make sure you're aiming at the right target. Yeah, I'm thinking about Jesus' own words, okay? Red letters, okay? Yes. Uh, of Jesus' own words when he said, beware of the deceitfulness of wealth. Uh, that wealth, uh, uh, you know, we're not saying that it's it's wrong to be wealthy. I'm certainly wealthier than <clears throat> than probably a third of the world. But <clears throat> when we think about wealth as being the only thing that will bring us happiness or fulfillment or abundance, what a, a vapid uh, goal. And yeah, and, and for others, it might be uh, health. The focus is so much on health. Or others, it's power yeah. or popularity. Mm -hmm. All of those are targets. They're just the wrong ones. And again, you know, what did Jesus say? What does it profit a person Oof. to gain the whole world yes. and what? And lose his own soul. In this situation, what, is it, what good does it do to hit the targets, but you miss the target that matters? So really keying in on the fact, and we're going to get into this in a second, but really keying into the fact that Jesus is really the objective He's the only one that can see objectively on everything. Absolutely, we're so, all, we're so controlled subjectively yeah. that we can't we don't we we would not even know which target to shoot at. Right. You, even that, to, to use theological terms, even that has to be revealed. Yeah. We have to have revelation because we cannot have inspiration to discover those targets on our own. So, okay, you you, you made reference to uh, the target or the, the shooter hitting the wrong target. I, that brings it back to the small group lesson. And uh, so, folks, you got to get in a small group, by the way. Uh, listen to the message, but then you got to get in a small group and watch that video. It's fantastic. Uh, but <clears throat> in the video, they did highlight that a gold medalist, well, he should have been the gold medalist, he lost it. Yeah. I mean, all he had to do is shoot, isn't that right, shoot one shot on paper. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to hit the bullseye. Right. The problem is he got all the bullseyes on the wrong target. Yeah, he cross-targeted. If yeah. only he had asked the judge, "Am I hitting the right target?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's a wonderful. I'm, in fact, in a, one of the upcoming sermons, I'm going to I'm going to tell that story. Oh, I gave it share, away. No, no, no. I'm going to share that story, and because it's such a great illustration yeah. of what is happening in our world. Rick, what if somebody? is beginning to think right now, they're listening, they're thinking, I think I'm not hitting the right target. Would this series help me? Oh, this is the series. It's helping me. Yeah. It's, it can help anyone. Because sometimes maybe uh, we're totally off base, but the other thing, maybe we're <laughs> missing the bullseye, you know, and maybe we're not really focused in because we, we all drift. Yeah. We all drift. Oh, boy. And so yeah. this is about getting getting centered again, hitting the right bullseye. Do you mind if I geek out on something for just a minute? Sure. Okay, because Red Letter Bible, I mean, some of you might be wondering, yeah, what, what is this Red Letter Bible? Because you actually may be looking at a Bible on a computer screen or a tablet or a phone. 
Um, so knowing you, you have done historical background research, and you're going to tell us well, <coughs> where Red Letter Bibles came from. I mean, Am I, I right, Sean? <clears throat> I don't want to brag, Rick, but uh, I, I do have this thing called Google. Anyway, uh, Red Letter Bibles, the, the, we think that they're so common. Where they come from, or what, what, what Rick is talking about, is that, that uh, believe it or not, there was a time when people thought reading the Bible, all those obviously black ink, right? Uh, or maybe blue ink, but usually black, uh, standard format. But they thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could just see the, the words of Jesus accentuated in a, in, a, in a neater way? How about red letters that represent the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice for us? And so that's where we get these red letter uh, Bibles and so did you find out when when it happened? Yes, they were they were first published, believe it or not, eighteen ninety nine, just just a few decades after the Civil War ended, and uh, and so the first letter Bible followed two years later, and so it's it's pretty remarkable that, that here is. we are, twenty twenty four. That is okay. So um, would you go so far as to say that mankind will never know the pinnacle of the human experience until we hear? and practice what Jesus says? I mean, what's what's wrong with living a life where all I can do is the best that I can and live a human, or live a decent human life? Yeah, and it's very important to remember that that parable that Jesus told at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, you know, therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice oh. is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. And remember, he contrasts that with the foolish man who built his house right. on the sand. What was the difference between the wise man and the foolish man? They both heard the words. They both heard the words. What The, the contrast, what, what made them different was the wise man put them into practice. The yeah. foolish man, you know, he retained the words. He just didn't put them into practice. Yeah. What we have to remember, Sean, is that who Jesus is. Sometimes we forget who Jesus is. He is God the Son, second member of the Holy Trinity. And on his job description was uh, create the universe. How about that on your job description? Wow. That was his responsibility. <clears throat> God the Father did certain things. God the Spirit did certain things. But Jesus was the creator of the whole universe, which includes people. God, yeah. God the Son, Jesus, created us. Doesn't it make sense that we would pay attention to our Creator? He knows us. He knows how we can operate. He know, if we want to experience life and experience optimal results, yeah. doesn't it make sense that we would consult the the designer yeah. and the creator. And so the red letters of Jesus, we need to think of them as the owner's manual for abundant living. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this is maybe perhaps especially prescient when we think about um, in this post-Christian era um, where every philosopher and every guru and every religious figure is, they, they all have equal value. And so Christianity uh, says what you just said. No, 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 no. When we look at Jesus, we're looking at a person that is far different than we could ever think or imagine. Um, in fact, one, you know, you, one of my favorite authors is Dallas Willard. And, and you mind if I read something oh, by yeah. him? And then I'd like your comment on this. He said that, that, this is a very, that this is a very important point. He said that all these things show... Jesus' cognitive and practical mastery of every phase of reality. 
physical, moral, and spiritual. He is master only because he is maestro. So when a person says Jesus is Lord, it can mean little in practice for anyone who has to hesitate before saying Jesus is smart. So Willard goes on to say, look, he's not just nice. He's brilliant. He is the smartest man who ever lived. He is now supervising the entire course of world history while simultaneously preparing the rest of the universe for our future role in it. He always has the best information on everything and certainly also on the things that matter most in human life. Let us now hear his teachings on who has the good life, on who is among the truly blessed. What do you think of that statement? You know, Sean, uh, when... When I have car trouble, I call my mechanic because I have a brilliant mechanic. I've never met anybody who understands the ins and outs, and I mean all of the ins and outs of automobiles. I have never, ever stumped him. When I go in, I say, hey, it's doing this little whatchamadoodle, it's making this little wheezy-wazzy sound, and... (laughs) And he will immediately say, well, it sounds like, and he'll give me the technical term. And lo and behold, he's right. Wow. Now, why would I, with my very limited knowledge of automobiles, especially modern computerized automobiles, why would I consult myself when I have a car problem, when I have a brilliant mechanic? Sean, when it comes to life, why would I consult myself? Yeah. With my limited capacity and understanding, when I can consult the red letters of the owner's manual, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only makes sense to follow the instructions of the designer. Yeah, and especially when we understand our designer has our best interests at heart. That's right. That he passionately loves us. He nobody is cheering us on like him. He is in our corner. He wants us to succeed and to flourish. Why would we not take advantage of of the red letter challenge? Yeah, yeah. Jesus is not saying to us, like all the others, I have a good idea. He's saying, I have the idea. And he's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, When when, uh, the designer is not just brilliant, but perfectly brilliant. Yeah. That he is never wrong. And then he comes back and says... And here's the deal, because I love you and want to make sure that you can get every ounce of what I want to give you. I'm going to, I'm going to die for you. I'm going to make sure that you don't ever have to die. And, and what, what kind of love and what kind of magnificence is that? And I've got to tell you, Sean, I, I've been a serious student of the words of Jesus for over 50 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, serious student. And here's what I have learned. The words of Jesus work. Yeah. They actually work. And, you know, the technical term is they self-authenticate. Mm. In other words, you read them and you say, okay, I'm going to try this to see if it works. And you try it and it works. Yeah. You know, you, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive. Now, from my human perspective, that doesn't make any sense. That's right. It's more blessed for me to get, not give. And yet, when I say, okay, I'm going to give it a try. So I give... And all of a sudden, I, I feel blessed. Yeah. I experience uh, joy and uh, fulfillment that I didn't get at Christmas when I got my favorite gift that I hinted about. Yeah. That was good, but there's something even 
more special about the gifts I gave at Christmas and the joy I saw in other people when they received the gift. So it self-authenticates. Yeah. It truly is more blessed to give than receive. What, what what I think also is that other other gurus, world religion leaders, they gave advice, and maybe some of their advice is good because mm-hmm. truth is truth. Absolutely. No matter where you stumble into it, it's truth. But Jesus is the one that authoritatively said, this is going to happen. If you do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen. And without that, that sense, I love the way that you put that, that self-authentication. I mean, it, it, this would have folded a long time ago. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No one can say what he did and, and, and be considered smart or brilliant or... No, no, they would, have, they would have cast him aside a long time ago. But instead, what we have 2,000 years later is this wonderful, just year after year, century after century, and millennium after millennium, the self-authentication. Okay, we got to mm-hmm. move on. I'm so sorry. Rick, your, your first point was that, um, uh, that we need to see Jesus in a new way, which we've done. Mm-hmm. And you focused on the, uh, on the second point of we need to get a new vision of ourselves. You focus on the possibility of, of transformation in Christ Jesus based on that 2 Corinthians 5.17 verse where it says it's important for us to consider the facts um, that we can become new creations in Christ. Um, should we? I mean, in reality, according to the red letters, is, the, is that an option? Yeah, and here's the sad thing, Sean, and you, you know this as well as I do. So many people think, I could never change. I can never be different. I've always been this way. My parents were this way. It's just genetically built into me. Uh, plus, I've in my life, I've tried and I've failed in so many ways. I could never be different. I, I, I see the target, but I could, I could never hit that target. And so yeah. many people just, they give up uh, because they don't see who they are in Christ. Jesus has the most radical transformation plan known to man because it's well I started to say it's backwards we're backwards he's actually forward <laughs> right, right. he's got it right yeah. and here it is Sean when you give your life to Christ he says okay Sean you gave my life you gave your life to Christ you are a new creation so he declares you on day 1 he declares you in principle a new creation yeah then he puts his Holy Spirit in your life and he says, okay, Sean, now let's make you in practice what I have already declared you to be in principle. Hmm. Do you see how that is opposite yeah. from the way the world? Yeah. The world says, okay, you, you, you're in the starting blocks. Okay, go. Okay, now practice hard, work hard, and someday you'll be a runner, and someday you may reach the finish line. Yeah. No, no, Jesus says you are now let's make you in practice what you are declared to be in principle. Yeah. It's just a totally different way of thinking about transformation. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that, that some of the impingements that happen is like there, there is this, this aphorism, the saying that YOLO, have you, you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. YOLO live one. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, which is uh, kind of a retreaded rendition of what Paul said, you know, let us eat, drink, uh, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. How does that contrast to the transforming intent of the gospel of Jesus? Yeah, and you know, Paul was quoting one of the uh, philosophers yeah. of his day. Yeah. He wasn't agreeing with him. He was saying, you know, yeah, the, the, the going saying around our 
culture is eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. The problem, the, the problem is that's not true. The truth right. is tomorrow we live. Yeah. Tomorrow we live forever. Yeah. We live forever. And even though we die in this life, um, there is another life. So we have to understand, according to the red letters, this life is preparation for the next. Um, this, is, this is practice. We're practicing yeah. in, in this life. We are being trained and equipped for eternity. And so the red letters are really Jesus saying, here's the way we do it in heaven. Okay, here's, yeah. And here's the way we're going to be doing it, the way we're going to be living for all of eternity. So I want you to get a jump start. So while you are on earth, you're going to be practicing. You're going to be training. So you're going to learn how to love. You're going to learn how to forgive. Yeah. Uh, you're going to learn how to be patient because all of those are the qualities that we are going to be experiencing in eternity. Yeah. Well, Rick, your last point was that we need a new vision of others. Jesus did seem to say a lot about our relationships with others, whether it's family or friends, neighbors, even our enemies. Um, we're meant to live a life of love, and love cannot be practiced in a vacuum. So uh, I have to admit, that's a challenge for me, because while I like most people, there are sometimes I, 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 they, they irritate me, Rick. So how can the red letters help me to behave more like Jesus commands? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, every team I've ever been on, every committee I've ever been on, every small group I've ever been in, uh, there's always that person. <laughs> you know, I yeah. call them EGRs, right. extra grace required. Uh-huh. And I always go, God, why did you put an EGR in this small group? And God says, because I want to teach you how to love. Yeah. You see, if, if I'm just around people who are lovable, I will never really learn how to love. Yeah. You know, I can I can love, you know, superficially, but I'm going to grow deep in love when God puts irritating people yeah. in my path. How am I, how is God going to teach me patience? He's going to put me in circumstances that demand that I be patient that that push me that that put a strain on those muscles. So um, yeah, I have people that irritate me too, yeah. Sean. And but of course, I'm sure I never irritate <laughs> anyone else, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, right. You know, it makes me think of there are these uh, submarine tours uh, in places, and it's like, who would not want to be in a submarine with me for four hours? <laughs> Right? I mean, come on. I'm, I'm the funnest person on the planet. And, and I have to, obviously, with, with it, it, it's a pretty short trip now. It didn't used to be, but it's a pretty short trip now for me to quickly understand. There are some people, they would much rather drown <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Than, yeah. than spend four hours. What, what you're talking about is blind spots. Yeah. We all have blind spots. You know what a blind spot is? It's a spot that you're blind to. <laughs> yeah. You, you, That's you, just, you just can't see it. And you say, well, surely I wouldn't irritate somebody. Well, yeah. surely everybody's going to just love me. And, and surely everybody's going to agree with my opinions because I'm always right. Yeah. Blind spots, we all have them. Yeah. I've just learned, Sean, God has a master plan to grow us and to mature us. And the way he does that is puts us with people or in circumstances 
that are difficult and challenging and will press us into growth. Oh, boy. The Lord must chuckle sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Um, Wow. Lord, you're so good to us. Okay, now, Rick, let's let's think about the, I guess, the, the quantifiable benefits later on, okay? How will I know, or how will we know, that the red letter challenge is being met in our life. Because, you know, I, I like shortcuts. Are there any shortcuts here? No shortcuts, Sean. Oh, Sorry. Wow. I thought you were going to say that. No, no, no. And that, so this is called life. The challenge of life, it is so daily. Yeah. Life is so daily. It, it just, it comes, every 24 hours it comes again. And with that comes <laughs> irritating people. Yeah. Comes difficult challenges. And we have to understand this thing called discipleship is a marathon, not a 100-yard dash. And so the problem, I think, sometimes, Sean, is we, we, we don't think long-term, we think short-term. Yeah. And we, we think shortcuts. And how can I you know, become a loving person uh, with, with three easy lessons in seven days? And yeah. um, it's, it's kind of like diets. Those don't work. Mm-hmm. It's the long-term commitment that gets you to lose weight and to get into shape. Mm. So for people who get discouraged out there and say, you know, I've tried, but I failed, and I don't think there's hope for me, here's a question I think helps us think long-term. Am I more like Jesus now than I was five years ago? Am I more more loving now than I was 10 years ago? Hmm. Am I more mature? Am I more tolerant of people now than I was 10 years ago? Most people could honestly say, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Yeah. And if we think long-term, not just future, but past, look at your past and say, where was I spiritually five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? For some people, when they think about that, it, it's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> they say, oh, but then they're also great, grateful. They say, I'm not where I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we give up because we think, I'm not where I want to be. Make sure you take time to say, but I'm not where I used to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are fantastic words. I have a lot more questions, but unfortunately there's music going on, and that means it's time for Rick's Quote of the Week. Okay, Rick, what do you got for us today? Well, we're we're talking about believing that we can be a new creation, that we can start over, and we all need a new beginning, and we can find that in Christ. There's a wonderful quote. It's just a little poem, and I don't know where it came from originally. John Maxwell is the one that uh, I've heard use this, but it's all about starting again, and here's Mm. what he said. Though you cannot go back and make a brand new start, my friend, anybody can start from now and make a brand new end. Mm, That's good. That's the go. We want to make a brand new end, and how do you do it? You start over. Right. So start over today. It's a new year. That's it's right. a new day. Start over. That's right. Get that target right. That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll ask the, the, the one, the only one, Jesus, to help us get the right target. Hey, Rick, what else is going on here at Grace? This Sunday, week two of the Red Letter Challenge, we're going to look at that first target, being. Mm. And, and here's where it's going to be a challenge to a lot of people. It's the contrast of what's the most important, being or doing. Wow. Most of us are doers. Yeah. We got to learn to be beers. Yeah. And we're going to learn how do you do that and why does Jesus want us to do that? Why does Jesus make that 
a target. So we're going to talk about being mm-hmm. next week. Shot another thing. Uh, I don't want to take too much time here, but we can give people uh, a link to this information. Yes. New Year starting, and all of our recovery and support groups and ministries are kicking off for the new year. And I'm just telling you, no matter what you struggle with, we, we've got a place for you yeah. here at Grace. And you can get this information, but uh, here, here we have a Parkinson's support group that meets on our campus. Mm. We have a Moms in Prayer, if you want to pray for your kids and your family. We have a men's prayer group. Uh, we have a Moms Day Out. Moms need a break and they yeah. can have time together. Uh, we have a ministry called Primetime for Senior Adults. We have a group, a loss of a child support group. Wow. Uh, Hope for mental health. We have Lighthouse Foster and Adoption Care Group, people interested in adoption or foster care. Making peace with your past. We have a group uh, for our seniors called Healthy Seniors. What does it mean to, how do you get healthy and stay healthy? Of course, Friday night here at Grace, our whole campus is all about celebrate recovery, Mm. helping people with hurts, habits, and hangups. We have a group called Refresh for moms with young children so Mm -hmm. they can spend time together. We have Grief Share. We have Cancer with Grace. And all of these meet uh, all week long on our campus. We love to help people. We love to support people. And uh, Sean, how how can people find out? Sure. Uh, the how, when, and where, the logistics of these groups. Sure. The The main way is to look at the bulletin, and, and what I'll do is I'll include a link in the description for the bulletin. And you know what? You can always just go to the website and look at the calendar if you want to do that. And there's a, there's a search pane that, that allows you to put in some keywords. But really, another easy way is just call us. <laughs> we, just we, call actually, us. we actually have a phone number, uh, 575-623-623. Five four three eight. Yes. Very easy to remember. Call and we'll direct you. That's right. We promise there will be no um, um, uh, robots. No, no. The, the, right. AI does not answer. That's our phone. right. Real people with real voices and skin. Okay. So, uh, wow. Well, Rick. Anything else going no, on? No, that's great. That's enough. That's Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today on Living Your Dash, and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope that you've been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments and suggestions to info at roswellgrace.com. If you like what we're doing here at Living Your Dash, please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review on your platform, and share this with your friends. For more information about Grace Community Church, please point your browser to roswellgrace.com. Until next time, I'm Marie, and this is Living Your Dash.